In 2020, two average Canadian guys were sent to Brooklyn to try all the restaurants given a B rating by the New York City Department of Health. Their mission, to review these eateries and undo the stigma of the city's sanitary code. Today, wanted by health inspectors, they dine between A and C. If you see a B rating, if you want them to try it, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the B team. Hello and welcome to the B Team, a podcast where a pair of B-rated guys review New York City's B-rated restaurants. My name is Corey Wright. Swish! I'm Mark Roscoe. It's basketball season, folks, and Mark <laughs> is working on his new announcer voice. Hey, it's a, it's a ball night. We were just watching some basketball. Uh, you know, I'm feeling I'm feeling the spirit. There we go. Well, Mark, we were watching some sports today. We were watching some basketball, some football. What were we eating? Well, actually, I have a, I have a, I have a sports question for you first. Shoot. Who is the most famous point guard to have played for the NBA team of our former home, the Toronto Raptors, and both NBA teams of our current home, the uh, both the Brooklyn Nets and the New York Knicks? Would that be Jeremy Lin? It's Jarrett Jack. No, it is Jeremy Lin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jeremy Lin, who uh, did a lot of work in a, in a community down in South Brooklyn when he was uh, in, his, in his short time here. Uh, the Nets training facility, of course, in Sunset Park. Uh, it's kind of like, in, is it Industry City? It's kind of in Sunset Park, right? Uh, it's probably more Industry City. Okay, like, like it, I think that's. I think Industry City might technically be like a subset of Sunset Park. Anyways, Jeremy Lin, when he was when he was here, he would uh, volunteer at, or or you know he would uh, make appearances at a local school in Sunset Park. Uh, and that's where we ate. Uh, but yeah, no, it's like Sunset Park. It's kind of Brooklyn's Chinatown. A uh, great little spot neighborhood. I know is very, very close to my heart. And have you, have you, have you spent much time down there? Uh, not without you. I've okay. only been a couple of times and I believe all of them have been with you unless I was driving through to get to like Diker Heights or it, something. They won't, they won't let you in without the mayor, the mayor of sunset park, Mark Horosco. Yeah. I mean, I, I love, I love going down there. It's this great neighborhood. It's got amazing food, which we tried, uh, tried one place today. Uh, you know, normally I've, I've also, we'll, we'll go hit, uh, maybe some, some of the karaoke bars down there, a uh, great grocery store. Uh, yeah, I just, just love my little trips down there. So today we ate at Lucky Eight, which was a restaurant of Mark's choosing because he is the aforementioned mayor of Sunset Park. Mark, what drew you to this restaurant in particular? So I, I love... I love just like the classic, you know, I would, I kind of refer to them as like bar, like Chinese, like barbecue restaurants. Like, you know, usually have the, uh, you know, peeking ducks in the, in the window, uh, you know, the ro- maybe some roast pork, very enticing. Um, I know we, we walked by one of my, my usual favorites, uh, which unfortunately, uh, had an A rating and is therefore beyond the ambit of this podcast and does not exist. But, um, yeah, I, I think, I think I wanted to bring you to, one of those kind of classic uh, duck in the window barbecue restaurants in Sunset Park. Give you give you the real taste. And there was also a bee in the window, which as we have seen for a couple of episodes is not always the case. So Lucky Eight is wearing their bee proudly. And you'll you'll love to see it. I think, you know, like like moths to a flame, you put that bee in the window, it's just like setting up the bat single for the bee team. The boys are gonna be in. Mark, we go down to this restaurant. It is a Sunday evening, which feels like a pretty appropriate time to get get some Chinese takeout. This restaurant right now is only doing takeout, so we didn't get the actual in-restaurant experience, obviously due to the coronavirus and the indoor restaurant dining shutdown. 
Yeah, so it has a dining area that you know looked looked totally serviceable. You could you could definitely eat in. I I think it probably primarily does take out generally. Like I, you know, it's got the you order kind of right right in right inside the door. They did forego the outdoor dining, so I would assume that you're correct there. I would think that they're yeah. probably just doing mostly takeout and now during the pandemic probably doing exclusively takeout. Yeah, but you know, but I think the you know the inside was c- kind of kind of what you'd be expecting. You know, had again had, had that had that be in the window, had those ducks in the window. You, you're getting ready. Uh, I think we both got pretty excited as we were walking up to it that we were uh we were, we were gonna have a have, have a nice meal. In terms of what we ordered, we just want to run it through real quick. We got the uh, hot uh, with the hot and sour soup. Hot and sour soup. We got the like roast roast duck over rice, which is a classic. I feel like if you're ever if you're ever in like one of these barbecue establishments, you gotta get the duck over rice. That's just one of those uh, landmark dishes that you can really. You can really judge a judge a restaurant on. Uh, we got their house fried chicken, Singapore style noodles. Singapore style noodles. Can't sleep on those. And then uh, you know, just to round it, I think we were feeling like, okay, we should probably get a vegetable in here. Uh, so we threw um, just threw some uh, some beef and broccoli in there. Could we have gone just vegetables? Sure. Did we? Absolutely not. Yeah. If 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 you're if you're asking yourself that, it's like you don't know us at all. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, Corey, uh, how was how was that how was that hot and sour soup treating you? The hot and sour soup I quite enjoyed. Uh, it's funny when we were looking up this restaurant the other day. I think their menu online was out of date, and they didn't have any hot and sour soup on that menu. We got to the restaurant, which had a substantially different menu, I guess, uh, than what had been posted online. And I was very pleased to see some hot and sour soup on there because I know in our discussions offline, we rank some of our favorite soups. For me, hot and sour soup is just an absolute delight. I enjoyed it. I thought it had a really nice kind of, you know, I think you described it as gelatinous, but I like that yeah. kind of, you know, it's a nice thick soup. I enjoy getting kind of like the tofu in there and some of the mushrooms. And I know some of the ones I've had have had meat in the past. I don't think this one really did, but for me, it's just a real, when I'm having Chinese food, I have to get a hot and sour soup and I was very happy to see it on the menu. Yeah. So I, I wasn't really, I wasn't really that used to getting a hot and sour soup. I, I don't know if that's like a, a kind of a typical order um, that I would get, but is that with this, with this, was this like a typical hot and sour soup? Because for me, it was actually kind of not really what I was expecting. It was, it was really, it was like jam packed with tofu and uh, lots of mushrooms. I mean, I, I really liked it. I, as you said, the consistency was, it was a little, a little more, a little more. J- gelatinous than i was expecting but uh it's I better to it. be on the thick side i think than the thin side because if you get a thin hot and sour soup you're kind of just it's you're you're pretty disappointed your expectations are not met i mean as far as how much flavor differentiates between a lot of the hot and sour soups i've had like it's got that pretty kind of standard uh unique set to it but you know if you're having a thin one it's disappointing so i really did enjoy that thickness to me it was you know, it's it's one of those where you maybe notice it when it's not very good, and this one was totally what I was expecting and totally what I wanted. Yeah, I feel like my, my family was more of a wonton or consomme family. Like I think you know you're at, you're on you're on one side of the you're on one side of the fence. Like your your family's either going like all, all all consomme, all wonton, or I guess all hot and sours. So I feel like that's why there was never even a lot of conversations about what, whether we were getting the hot and sour soup, but. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it, though. Yeah, it was good. No, it was good. Definitely, uh, yeah, definitely not what I was expecting, but it was, it was a nice little treat. Well, also, we should note, uh, as you said, so so they had one menu on the website. Then we arrived, we were given a different menu, and then immediately informed that that menu was also out of date. <laughs> Mainly the prices. Yes, all and some of the dishes too, I guess, with the with the ribs and stuff. But yeah, I think I think 
there was a little bit of menu confusion, which I, is that it's a maybe almost part of the experience. I feel like I feel like if you if you go in really confident about what you're gonna get, like you do, you, know, you like oh I looked it up online, I'm just gonna go. No, it's like ordering should be a process. Like I think like a good Chinese restaurant should be a dialogue between uh, you being completely out of your depth trying to order and and someone who is very very nice but also like a little bit uh, maybe shaking their head at your confusion. Yeah, going 0 for 1 on the order when you just start off with, can I have some scallion pancakes? And they say, we don't serve that. It's, oh, back to the drawing board. We'll be with you momentarily. And not even like we used to serve it. Like they look at you like, scallion pancakes been dead for 40 years. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so what was next? Uh, I think for both of us, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but these Singapore noodles, I believe, were quite the hit. Yes, these were these were outstanding. So it was kind of so I, I guess we were talking before like what kind of noodle? It's kind of you know it's a very it's almost like a rice noodle. Like it's very you know very very thin, very very thin light noodles, uh, not saucy at all, which was kind of nice. I liked how it had kind of some spice and flavor, but was kind of like a like a like a little you know they were the noodles were moist, but there was no sauce at all, which was kind of nice. Yeah, it's kind of like a rub, which is uh, you know pretty standard for Singapore noodle, right? Ooh, dry dry rub noodles. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not saucy. It's like literally they're just kind of coated in, you yeah. know, like, is that a curry, I guess? Like, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, what yeah it had, it, it had like kind of a, like a very light kind of curry powder flavor, which was great. And and I feel like when you're eating, you know, especially like this kind of specific style of, um, you know, I guess in this case it's, it's Cantonese food. It's, you know, it's, what we were eating was delicious, but also, you know, you're looking at some heavy, some heavy hitters, like things, things are covered in, sauce maybe greasy a lot of it was fried so kind of having uh having those dry noodles was kind of nice yeah and you know one of the hallmarks i think of cantonese food is that it's less spicy than say like szechuan yeah and i think the the woman who told us oh these singapore noodles are gonna have a little bit of a kick to it and i know you and i enjoy spicy food i didn't think they had a kick at all like they were still pretty mild but i believe that that is a trademark of cantonese food if uh, i'm not wrong yeah, no, they they weren't really spicy at all. Like they they had they had they had nice flavor, but um, really, really very. I mean, not, none of the dishes had really any heat. You kind of alluded to the conversation we were having beforehand, but I'm curious. You know, when you are getting Chinese food just by yourself, or you know, when you're going out with a group, what are your go to noodles? Go to noodles. Um, I feel like I'm like a low main guy. I, I I have to admit, I I I feel like I will be more confident about what each kind of noodle is immediately up to ordering. And then once I'm in the ordering, it's like, I've forgotten every, I just have noodle amnesia. I'm like, Oh, like I can't, I feel like I want, I don't want anything. Cause if you get like a super thick noodle, you're like, this is just all like, it's just the last thing you want when you're eating like really heavy uh, food. But at the same time, I do prefer kind of, I think like a, like an in-between noodle. Cause I, I, I don't typically gravitate towards like a glass noodle or anything like that. So yeah, I feel like I, you know, I usually, I, I usually would get, would get like a low main. What about you? You brought up glass noodle, which is something that I really like, but I think that we were talking about earlier. We don't know if that can just be nailed down as like, yeah, a, is it like a, a category of, dish, it's but. like a category of noodle. I don't know. I really, I think we all know what we're t- it's like a, a very, very thin rice noodle. Yes. Yeah, so I do enjoy those, but if I had to go with, with one more that I would associate with, I guess, Chinese food, I really like chow fun. Like, I think you had just said you fun. like wait, the, wait. the wide, like, oh, yeah. wide I don't, I actually, that's the, that's like the one I don't like. 
yeah, it's a little too said, much. You just said you didn't like the thick one. I'm like, oh yeah, he's definitely not gonna like this. But yeah, and it's funny that you say that because it's hard to eat a lot of chow fun by yourself. Like it really is a heavy dish, and I think it's delicious. I love the consistency of it. I love the flavor. But like, if you're ordering Chinese with like three people and you're each getting an entree, like you need other people to share that with because if you have to just eat an entire container of chow fun by yourself, like you're gonna feel terrible about like halfway to two thirds through that. So I really do like it, but I have to make sure that I'm with people who are also in because otherwise like you're just stuck with a lot of job. It's just like a, it's just like a suicide pack. Like you just like look around the table. You're like, are we doing this? Like I got to make sure that you, I'm going to make sure that you're, that you're agreeing. Cause if this, if this child fund shows up and all of a sudden you don't have an appetite, like we're done for. I mean, I guess you could also pull one of those moves where you're like, yeah, we'll all share knowing that no one else wants to eat what you're getting. And then when you're divvying it up at the end of the night, you're like, Oh, no one wanted this. I can just take it home. Oh, oh, it's funny how that worked out. Is that, Terrible. Is that like a classic? Is that a classic Corey Wright move? No, but I have a family <laughs> member who would intentionally, we oh. think, order stuff that they knew that no one else liked. And we'd all be like, oh, come on. Like, you know, none of us want this. Is there not enough food to go around? <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm just so curious about that mindset in this day. Oh, whatever. Oh. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I you know, and I have nothing against lo mein. I think it's, you know, totally serviceable. The only noodles that I'm really out on would be, like, the really crunchy ones. Yes, yeah. Um, well, I, I feel like sometimes, I mean, that's like, that, that's like chow mein, right? But it's like, it depends on the place. Because I feel like you get chow mm-hmm. mein at some places, and it's like a nice, it's just like a nice, you cooked know. Cooked noodle. Exactly, and, yeah. like, but like a skinnier cooked noodle. So I've actually... I, I, I think growing up, I used to always order chow mein and, and I had a very clear idea. Then I ordered it at one place and they gave me a dish and then a bag of noodles that were essentially like completely like uncooked ramen stiff. And it was horrible. Like, I'm just like, I don't even, like, this is inedible. Like I, this, this is not a dish. Like I don't want this. This, like, these noodles look sketchy. They look bad. They're not going to take, like, yeah, it's, it's awful. And, and I, I the, my biggest thing is I hate when you don't know what you're going to get. You're like, now if I go to a new place, it's like, I'm, I'm staying away from that chow mein. Cause I'm like, I don't want to roll the dice. Now on the topic of noodle, before we move off this Dan, Dan noodles, where are you on Dan, Dan noodles? Love them. Hu- huge, huge fan. I mean, uh, you know, Han Dynasty in New York. It was like an absolute favorite spot of mine. There's also a location in Brooklyn now. I would just crush that Dan Dan all day. I mean, speaking of spicy too, that's got that's got some that's got some kick. Yeah, I really want to like Dan Dan noodles, and like I get them a startling amount, considering that I'm not totally sure if I like them or not. Because I think there's one of the spices or one of the peppercorns like makes my mouth go. Oh numb. yeah, that's the, that's the Szechuan peppercorn. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, I love spicy. I love noodles like this should be a home run. But then whenever I get that numbing feeling, I'm just like, wait, do I like this? Like, oh, you got to love yeah. the numb. So, oh, yeah, no, I mean, that's I mean, for me, like eating Szechuan food, like that's a big that's part of it. It's like you're you're, you're like you want it to be real spicy. You want your mouth to be on fire and numb. You're maybe like throwing down some uh, try like trying to throw down some beer to like cool it off. And uh, yeah, you're just like you're you, you should be a mess leaving a good Szechuan meal, right? Like I don't, if I'm walking out of there prim and proper, uh, mission was not accomplished. So I do want to get back to that because I do want to talk about the differences between a Szechuan Chinese restaurant and a Cantonese one. But getting back to the task at hand, why don't you tell us about that roast duck we had? Roast duck was, uh, I thought great. Um, you know, I think, I think as we, as you pointed out, and I, I definitely found this as well, uh, you got to be on bone watch 
when, when you're eating the duck yeah. there. Like there was a lot of just like little pieces of bone uh, chomped down on a couple of those, uh, which was not that pleasant. But um, I thought the flavor was great. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Did you, did you, did you, were you liking that duck? I will co-sign that. I thought the duck was great. I was definitely looking forward. I mean, when you look in that window and you see some of the barbecue they have and some of the things hanging in the window, you're like, yeah, I need to get in on that. And, you know, getting the duck was exactly, I think, bones aside, what we wanted. You know, I mean, I love getting that kind of just even roast or barbecue pork whenever I go to a Chinese restaurant. But I do like duck. I don't have the opportunity to eat it a whole lot. So really, it was scratched a couple of itches for me. And, you know, the flavor was seeping into the rice, like the whole the whole dish, few few bone chips aside, I thought was excellent. Yeah. Um, and then the, the, the last, the last, I mean, I think we can skip the beef broccoli was fine. I, you know, I, it was, it was, I mean, it wasn't, it was, it was good. It was good, but it's beef and broccoli. It's this, I feel like the ceiling there is pretty low. Yeah. I appreciated that it was Chinese broccoli as opposed to just like, Oh, just like straight up like florets. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I, you know, I think we should talk about this, this, this house fried chicken. Cause this was the, definitely the surprise of the night for me. I, I thought it was, I thought it was great. I thought the fried chicken, like the batter on the outside stood up so well. Like we, we said, so we got it, we got it for takeout, drove back to your place. And after a quick parking job, uh, you know, ate it. And then it was, it was inc- incredibly crispy. A hall of fame parking job. Let's just, <laughs> let's like, you know, let's not, let's yeah. not forget that. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not about speed. It's about, it's about getting it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought, I, I thought the chicken was great. So there was a few different ways that I thought the fried chicken was going to go. I wasn't sure if we were going to be getting more of like a general so where it's like, you know, already kind of cut up and then battered all the way around. But I'm trying to think of the best way to describe this one. It was more like getting, I wouldn't call it a quarter chicken per se, but it was definitely more of like a couple of. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Like, it kind of, it looked like, I think it's, it, it kind of looked like a quarter chicken, but then you realize like the pieces were, it was like it was cut up and then reassembled. Mm-hmm. It looked like a quarter chicken lying on its side, but then like if you pulled the wing, it like just it had already been cut, and it would so you could just yeah. pull that off. So it was kind of like yeah, it was like a it was like a chopped up quarter chicken. But what I appreciated about that was as good as the breading was and like the fry was, I was glad that it wasn't like fully engulfed in just like batter and deep fry. Like yeah, you know it's a heavy meal to begin with, and like adding in you know, an entire circumference of just deep fry is like not going to make things feel any better after the meal. So yeah. And the batter was kind of light too. It mm-hmm. had kind of like a nice airiness. And uh, I think I told you, it reminded me a lot of eating chicken balls, which were you, were you a chicken ball guy back in the day? I was not. So, so when I was, when I was a, a kid, much like with my progi eating habits, when my family got blueberry, you were going for yeah. blueberry, <laughs> but like much, much when, but like much as much like when I would sit down and you know, there'd be a whole meal, but I was just loading up my plate with like 14 blueberry pierogies and going to town. When my family got Chinese food, you know, I'd get a little bit of the, a little bit of the ginger beef, which was a favorite of mine, you know, a little bit of some noodles. A little bit. I was mainly getting like what I'd grab, like whatever, like two boxes of chicken balls we got. And I'd empty hat, like I'd empty like all of one and half of the other and just mainly eat like 12 chicken balls for dinner. Uh, I love them. Uh, Were you saucing them up or you put any like duck sauce on there? Well, no, no, you get the, the sweet and sour. Um, always, always the sweet and sour, never anything else. But yeah, I, I would, I would just, I would just crush these chicken balls. And if for anyone who doesn't know, uh, a chicken ball is, I would say a, a huge failure in branding because the name is bizarre to repulsive. And whenever I, I tell people like, this is not, first of all, this is, this is about as far as an authentic dish as you could possibly get. This is much more in the mall food court 
Uh, yeah, this very feels westernized. like the Mandarin if you're from <laughs> Toronto. Yeah, this is very like westernized. This is not um, not at all authentic. But um, you know, I feel like they could also come up with a better name, like you know, like call it like a I don't know, chicken like, bites. I don't know, yeah, like a golden egg or something. I don't know, but like it's it's a it's a it's a chicken ball in the same way that an onion ring has onion in it. Like it's it is a tiny little piece of chicken, like the suggestion of chicken. Uh, like a little tiny chunk of chicken covered in a donut, essentially. It is just battered thick and then deep fried. It's a it's a vessel for dough. Yeah, you're essentially just eating slightly chicken-flavored dough balls, which, again, sounds gross, but it's so good. And I was shocked to find, upon moving to the United States of America, that that is not a thing here. I don't know if you knew this. I don't know if because I guess you weren't looking. So ginger beef and chicken balls. And these aren't obscure dishes in Canada. These are like general so's level ubiquitous Western uh, Western Chinese dishes in Canada. They I looked them up because I was like, what's the deal? I was, you know, going to Panda Express. I was going to whatever, could not find them. Looked them up. There was a separate Wikipedia page that described them as Canadian Chinese dishes. How about that? Yeah. This, yeah. this stunned me. Absolutely stunned me. And again, uh, where does that rank on your culture shock of moving to the U.S. from Canada? As far as like washroom versus restroom, like, like parkade, like actually kind of pretty high because once in a while, like you know, I, I I will always prefer you know more more authentic traditional Chinese food. But once in a while, you just get that craving for just some food court Chinese, and nothing else will do. Like nothing else is going to scratch that itch. And so the, the fact that I couldn't get my chicken ball fix or like my really crispy ginger beef fix, like it was just, even if before I didn't want it that badly, knowing I couldn't get it was so upsetting that I, I, th- I think it just, it sent me spiraling. It was kind of like the, when I also found out that like coffee crisp, my favorite chocolate bar isn't available in America or vector. My favorite cereal isn't available. Like it's, it was on that level of just like those, like those are the, those were like three of the big like do do not exist food things that i normally or like getting a gravy gravy with your diner french fries those were all those were all big ones for me wait wait, what uh, that's a good question for you what did did you have any any culinary culture shocks upon moving south i mean there were a few that i i mean just missed your bagged milk no, I I am very anti bagged milk. I I think it's ludicrous, but that's a it's, different. It's that's that's back for Talking Canada, our sister podcast, coming out at some point. No, I mean you can also hear me on Talking Bagged Milk, <laughs> my exclusively bagged milk themed podcast. We are the bag men. <laughs> oh, so you've heard it. I mean, I've always known that like all dressed chips and ketchup chips were a Canadian staple. I was aware that like Nanaimo bars, which are a very BC thing, yeah, were keep like even hard to find in the rest <laughs> of Canada. We're just going to completely move past that. I can't think of too many other culinary things that I've really kind of come up against in that sense. I mean, for me, it's always whenever I put out some sort of Canadian word like parkade, which is a parking structure, people look at me like I've got three heads. Although one the other day that I think maybe this is a Canadian thing and I could be wrong. And if anyone is listening and wants to just like tweet in at us or something. Just real, please real, go ahead. really just drag them on Twitter. Five alive. Do you remember that? Yeah. I think that may have been a Canadian thing. No, 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 no. That's not a Canadian thing. That, that, I, that, I, I, that's no, that's a thing here. Is it okay? Cause I brought that up Actually, to several Americans and they looked at me like what? And I'm like, I don't know. It's kind of like sunny D here's the thing. It's, it's a, it's a good question because I haven't seen it here. And that's very, and well, like it's kind of like one of those things where like, because I drank it in my childhood, you kind of just like, 
you, 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 it wouldn't be unnatural. Like if they stopped selling it, you'd be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Cause like I drank it when I was a kid and I'm no longer a kid. So why would they keep selling? You know, like sometimes you do <laughs> yeah, that in your head. Yeah. yeah but, um, but you know, now that I think about it, they were, they're still selling it in Canada, but I haven't seen it here. The only reason why I was pushing back is I think there's the great rock band, the hold steady had a song that referenced five, five alive. alive. Um, so that, but that they also, um, their lead singer was, was living in Minneapolis. So it might Which just be like Southern a, Canada. It might just be like a Midwest thing and maybe not available in, in New York. Yeah. Apparently. So, so it's, it's, it's made, it's made by Minute Maid which is a sub brand of Coca-Cola and was, so av- and, and was here. available in the USA. I don't know if it still is, but it was, it was at least for a time available here. Yeah. I, all I know is I brought it up to a couple different people and they just looked at me like they had no idea. No, here, in the U S yeah. it was once widely available, but now has limited availability. It's widely distributed in this is great. Canada, the UK and Alabama. What what strange bedfellows <laughs> doth Five Alive make? <laughs> you know, maybe we should just stockpile a bunch of Five Alive, and you know, that's a new business venture for us. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. London, Toronto, Birmingham, <laughs> Five Alive trip, the original three. <laughs> so we've obviously gone very, very far off the rails here, but I do want to circle back because you had brought up the mall Chinese food and. I was thinking about this the other day. I was thinking about the different ways that I like to consume Chinese food. And I would think that for the most part, I'm doing some sort of takeout or delivery. I'm eating it in the comfort of my own home or at another friend's house. Like I don't actually go to Chinese restaurants very often, you know, save for places like birds of a feather. Now, whenever I go to a food court, an airport, this could be in a mall, it could be wherever I'm, if I see like a Manchu walk or a Panda express, I'm doing a walk by. Yeah. I don't know that I'm doing pulled, a Manchu walk by. <laughs> I don't know that I've pulled the trigger too often on those, but like, I just kind of got to see what they have. And then look at the menu and it's like, Oh, one item. And like a side for like six 99, like, you know, I'm going to get a lot of food, probably a lot of MSG too, but I'm just curious. Like, you know, yeah. like, are you still, you know, are you still drawn to that? I mean, it's like yes. the same way where, you know, I think even Dave Chang said that like Domino's and pizza are two different things. So like, where does the food court Chinese food rank for Mark Roscoe? As someone who's eaten Domino's for that very reason, several, just, just, just a few days ago, uh, I will hundred percent sign off on that. I, yeah, I, it's, it draws me in uh, for sure. It's huge food court play. I think one of the big things you point out, it's just the value. Like it's such a good value play. Like you can go, like if they have like a burger place or something, you know, oh, I can get like a burger and like a little bit, you like, or you for like probably $3 cheaper, you can get a mountain, just a of food. pile of food. It's one of the few places where they just shovel food into a container and then struggle to seal it. <laughs> and like, I like how I like it. You know, you go to some places, like you might be at, uh, you know, a popular like burrito bowl chain or something like that. And, and you want some guac and they're really stingy with it. they're never stingy at those places. Like those places, like their whole model is we make a ton of food every 14 minutes and like, it just, it's got to come off the line. So like, we got to make sure like anyone orders anything. We're just, we're going to put as much as possible into like, I, I am never, I never feel cheated at all. I might feel terrible, 
I might feel a lot of things, but I always feel like I'm getting good value. And and one of the big things for me is I love the, I love like the combos, like the idea of like, like the three meat combo. Like whenever I go to a, a barbecue place or, or mall, you know, or mall Chinese, like if I can get, because I'm, I'm always, I'm one of those people, like if I could have in my way, I'd like to have a bite of everything off the menu. Uh, I'm a big food sharer. Uh, especially during COVID. No, I mean, <laughs> no, just in general, like, uh, you know, I, I would, uh, it, you know, I, I would, I would usually demand to, uh, to, to kind of get a, get a bunch of different dishes on the table. And so we could try everything. Cause like, for me, it's like, I always like, I always wonder, Oh, what does that other thing taste like? What does that other thing? T- I hate, I hate the fact that I can't know that. So I'm like, I want to have everything. So I, you know, when I'm, when I'm looking at a menu, it's like, Oh, I don't know what there is. just like, you don't have to chew. Like you could just, you can just pick, you know, pick three of the meats and four of the other things and we'll just throw them in a big thing and like it's all going to taste the same anyways, but it's all going to be good. Like I love that. And the good ones, they get those little toothpicks out and, and yeah. like they, they could like they could see you doing the Manchu walk by and they just start <laughs> they just start enticing you in with a little with a little sample. Hey, do you want to you want to try this pineapple chicken? I'm like, yeah, of course I do. And like that's and then you're in because like if they give you more than like three samples, at a certain point, you you feel like you like you you're obligated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's it's like if, if you if you're like at an ice cream place, you can't you can't take three samples and walk. At a certain point, like you just gotta pick one. At that point, like you're you're in too deep. So I have for whatever reason, I've got like very vivid memories of you know connecting flights in like Toronto and just doing the whole Manchu walk by. Yeah, or the time Th- Toronto, you gotta hit the Thai Express. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, whenever I'm in most like mall food courts, the the Chinese, like the Manchu walk or Panda Express is probably losing out to whatever, like their Japanese equivalent is. Like I just go for the, Wait. probably the chicken teriyaki, like a, Oh really? Like mall Japanese food, but like chicken teriyaki and the same thing. It's like six ninety nine. You're going to get just like a whole mess of food. And like, it's very, Wait, like, what, like what would be like the chain? I'm trying, I'm just trying to picture. I want to say like, uh, I'm going to, would it, would it be like, would, would it be like, like a big in the hot trays like is, are they is it like the it's same like a kind flat of s- big flat top grill and they're just like oh, throwing a bunch okay. of chicken so on there but, just, but they're, yeah. they're kind of making you up like a bowl yeah okay yeah, yeah. but it's, it's not the same it's not like where they have like bacon. no it's okay. not it's not like that but i mean that's that's usually what it loses out to for me because like mm. or some sort of like healthy alternative but, but do i only get to try one there. meat there yeah typically well that's yeah. is that is that good but you've stumbled into the other i guess maybe this is like a quirk or just one of the guiding lights I have when I'm out like buying food in the world, I have like a pretty hard and fast policy that like you shouldn't be spending more than $10 on lunch. Lunch has to be <laughs> capped at $10. And you, and you live in New York. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, perhaps this is why I like hot bars so much where yeah. it's like eight ninety nine for a pound of food or like, like get me like a sandwich. Seven ninety nine like is like the perfect lunch amount. Like I feel like if I'm walking by and they got like a seven ninety nine lunch special, I'm like something in my brain's like, absolute like that is the price of lunch yeah and i guess i don't know i think just like growing up my dad used to get a lot of like he was a contractor he's on the road a lot and he had all of his like little hole in the wall lunch spots and like all of them were ten dollars and below it could be like a diner it could have been indian buffet it could have been like a fa <laughs> everything was ten dollars or lower i'm like yeah that's probably what lunch should cost if you're spending like 18 bucks on lunch it's like well, what are you spending on dinner like you made a money like this is crazy yeah. No, I, I know before uh, before I go to a job site for a for a day of hard construction, I want to load up at an Indian buffet. <laughs> that's like that's really what you want to prime the engine with, and a couple of uh, frothy lassies, I think, too. In there, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a, that'll that'll get you going. Uh, well, you know, so we talked a lot a lot about uh, 
I'm all Chinese, but I'm curious, like, what is your preferred way of consuming Chinese? Are you going for dim sum? Or are you just getting it to go? Like, mm. what's your kind of, uh, your standard? Um, love dim sum, although I feel like that's been a very much a New York thing for me. Like, I know Toronto has some great dim sum. Um, a lot of the great, great Chinese food in Toronto, I feel like, is actually in the suburbs, though. Shout out to Markham. You know, I, I know at least one degenerate who lives out there, but... uh so, so yeah, I, I feel like I, I feel like I would go. I, I liked the kind of mid-tier player. Like I, I would go, I'd get a lot of the, you know, it's it's kind of it's it, it's a sit-down restaurant. You know, kind of getting maybe slightly more authentic food, but you know, still still pretty affordable. Um, I think that that was probably, but yeah, then and, and then when you're feeling the mall stuff, you got to get the mall stuff. But I don't know. What about you? I think for the most part, um, my fiance and I are just like getting two or three entrees we like and we just get them delivered and you know i don't know it just always feels me to me like more of a, a takeout or a delivery dish and yeah I, I don't know i mean it's great when you have a lot of people to share like i think if we're gonna go out for chinese i like to have you know at least four people so that we can do like you said just like try a little bit of yeah. everything so yeah i mean for me like uh, yeah i mean it is like a, such a classic delivery food but uh you know as someone who who does live on his own i do feel like it is tough sometimes to order because again, I want to try a couple different things. Like, I don't want to just get like one noodle and then one meat. Um, you know, if I want to, if I want to try a couple dishes, like that's a ton of food, but you know, obviously I'm saving and eating his leftovers, but like, do I want to hammer down, like <laughs> take out Chinese food warmed up like four days in a row? Like it can get, you can get pretty dark pretty quickly. So I, I do, I do find, um, I also, again, like uh, as you as you were talking about um, some Szechuan food, I am someone that that does love spicy food. You know, there's there's nothing like uh, just rolling up to a Szechuan place uh, with some with some good friends and just sweating from your face profusely in front of them. <laughs> You've kind of stumbled into another thing here. Obviously, we left a lot on the table just at this restaurant. Like, if they didn't, they must have had probably close to like 60 or 70 different dishes and specials and everything. And then that's only Cantonese. I mean, there's Szechuan, there's many different types of Chinese food. So we haven't even scratched the surface here, but I'm curious, what are your go-to like two or three Chinese dishes? Oh man. I actually feel like we've talked about so many of them already. And I, I don't know if they're just, they're, they're just on my mind. So, so that's what it comes, comes down to, but I can, I can throw one down for you if you'd like. Okay. Well, so, 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 so I should say like, if we're putting like the mall Chinese to the side, yes. Cause like, you know, again, chicken balls, ginger beef done. Like those are just locks for me. Um, I, I know, I think I know what one of yours is going to be. What do you got? Take a guess. I know, I know you're, you're, you're definitely throwing down some, some Bapu tofu. Absolutely. That and I'm also like, a huge fan. Yeah, huge fan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say I generally, so if I'm getting like, uh, my, I mean, I would say like my favorite Chinese to get is Szechuan and I'm typically throwing down a Dan Dan. Uh, usually they'll have some sort of like dry pot style chicken or it'll, it'll have, it'll have some sort of name like that. It'll usually be accompanied by like a bunch of either like little flames or little chili peppers to be like, this is going to hurt you. Uh, generally throw down. I like the ones that aren't super saucy. Um, I feel like if you get something that's like too saucy, right? You're like you're not... You're, it, it's it, it it can feel pretty bad by the end of the meal so i like the ones that are kind of like covered in chili corn like like covered in chili powder and stuff and like have that great flavor but are kind of like that dry rub that's like that's like my ideal and so i'm usually just kind of getting that in combination with some sort of noodle 
Yeah, I do enjoy the kind of spice, maybe like lightly fried chicken with a whole bunch of just like peppercorns and the Szechuan peppers yeah. in there. Absolutely love it. Mapo tofu for me has just been like discovering that was such a revelation and just immediately became such like a, good a dish. I have to order this pretty much every time I get Chinese. And it even got to the point where like I hit up a friend of mine who had a good recipe and now I make it probably like every second week. And if I ever do get Szechuan or just kind of good Chinese food, I'll save whatever leftover like peppers and whatnot that come in it just so I can make my mapo even hotter as I get it. But yeah, just a good spicy mapo. Just working through one of those. I absolutely love uh, for dumplings. Cause I know we've established uh, my fondness for dumplings on this podcast, getting some in like a chili oil to me is also just a total winner. Like if you can get, you know, not like a deep fried or it's one that's too doughy, like maybe like a thinner kind of wrap on it and just throw a whole bunch of chili oil in there. Like I am game. Yeah, I know. I know exactly what you mean. Uh, like they, it's like, it's got that like specific chili oil. That's just like, it's got that like red, that red, that red hue that you're like, Oh, these are just, these are some angry dumplings and they're going to be so good. Um, yeah, that's, that's a great call as well. I also, um, just a, like a little, uh, one, one app I really like, uh, I'm a big fan of just the, uh, like the spicy cucumber in, in that chili oil is a nice little app. Cause it's like, especially when I'm going to be eating like a lot of really spicy food, having just like that cold cucumber, um, with a little bit of heat. It's, it's kind of nice. It's a nice little pleasant, uh, nice little pleasant side dish. It's always tempting me. I see it on the menu whenever I order and I don't think I've pulled the trigger on it yet. So if it has your seal of approval, I think I might give it a go next time. Yeah, I mean it's not gonna it's not gonna blow you away. Like it's just it's cucumbers and chili oil. Like it's what it is. But at the same time, like I think it's a nice um, it, it it it's a nice role player with the, with a bigger meal. I'm kind of surprised that neither of us said bao buns. I feel like you're a big bao bun guy. Uh, I love so I love bao. I did kind of. I think they got like really popular in New York a few years ago, and I think I may have been hitting a bit of a bow ceiling. I mean like that, those fluffy, those fluffy rice buns are just, they're so, it's so good. But I did just like the, um, pork belly plus bow combo. I just, I feel like it was just every Chinese place, every Japanese place, every place was doing their spin on it. Um, like I knew all the momofuku, like they all have like great, um, I think they were like duck, maybe like duck buns or something. But yeah, like you see a lot of like pork. But I just, I got a little played out. Um, got a little, little played out with them. But I do want to stress, still like love them. And it's like still, it's it's, it's a great dish. And, you know, if I'm looking around a menu and, and trying to think of, a, of an app to get, it's like I'm probably pulling the trigger on some bows if they, if they do a good job. All right. And we've talked about a lot of other things that both of us like. Uh, I think we ordered a few of them today. I mean, lots of different types of noodles. I just want to shout out just some sauteed bok choy, which is always great. And I really do enjoy mushu pork, but I don't like to wrap it. Same thing whenever I get things like lettuce wraps too. I just generally like eating the filling on the inside without having to like physically put it together. So shout out to bok choy and mushu pork as well. Uh, where are you Where are you on um, spring rolls? I used to like them a lot more. Uh, I mean, they're still good. I still do enjoy them when they're presented to me, but like I am trying to cut like more fried food out of my diet. Oh, so like that's an easy one to, we've been through this. Come on, <laughs> come on. We don't need to relitigate this again. Uh, yeah. So, you know, they're, they're fine. You know, I probably prefer them to egg rolls, but uh, if they're not there, I won't miss them. And if they're there, I'll eat them, but I probably won't be the one initiating their order. I, I feel like for me, there's like certain places where like the spring roll might be my favorite thing. Um, cause I, I like it really crispy. 
not too, but not too oily, not too like heavy. Um, it's gotta be like, right. It's just got, and, and if, if you can hit that target, it's so good. And if you miss, I don't even want it, you know, like it's, it's such a finicky thing where it's, it's kind of like cake where like, I know it's not good for me. Like I know it's, it, this has just been deep fried and like deep fried in a way where it, that thing is just sucking up oil. Like it's, but like, if it's good, totally happy, totally happy to take the hit. Like, um, you know, it's, it's fine. Like if, if food, if, if food is bad for me, but it's good, I won't, I won't think twice about it being bad for me. If it's not good though, all you're thinking about is like, wow, I just like, I don't even want, like, I don't even want to finish this. Like it's like, what are you like? It's just like, if you take that slice of cake at like an office party, it's like an office birthday and you're like, oh, it's cake. It looks good. And you take one bite and you're like, oh no, like this is bad. And like, I can't just like throw out an entire piece of cake. So like, yes, I got to kind of eat this. Yes, you no, can. Then you're like that dick who took a piece of cake and then just threw that piece of cake in the garbage. And then that one guy comes late. It's like, oh, is there any cake left? And they're like, no, Corey threw all of it out. <laughs> Cause he's living healthy now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Hey, look, I'm, I'm not going to apologize for maybe taking a few bites of office cake and then tossing it out just for my health, whether it's good or bad, but Corey's Corey's a real, he's a real, he's a real cake trasher. I've just seen this guy just walk over to a cake. L- look, look at the birthday, birthday boy or girl right in their eyes and just flip that thing on the floor. It's a bit of a signature of yours. Look, I mean, if 20, it's, I'm trying to think now I got nothing for that. All I can think <laughs> of is, when, yeah, it's, when you it's, brought, when it's you, hard to think of a comeback to the truth. When you were talking about cake, all I could think of was just like everything is cake. Like just the <laughs> meme of 2020 where it was like, oh, here's a nice like roast turkey. Nope, it's cake. <laughs> <laughs> were you upset by those? Did you like the everything is cake I enjoy, uh, meme? I enjoyed it. You know, it's, it's like, fun. like, wasn't there, um, oh God, don't, do you remember like there was like a video going around of like a Japanese game show where like something in the room was edible? And they had to like figure out what it was without touching anything. And so they, they, no, they would just like, they would this. like think it's the doorknob. And so they would just go take a bite and it would just be metal. <laughs> there are some pretty like, those game shows punish you for being wrong. Okay. We, we need, we should, we should do a spinoff special episode just on Japanese game shows. Cause <laughs> it's one of my favorite things. <laughs> okay. Mark. So lucky eight restaurant. Yeah, we got the takeout from there today. We ate it, watched a little bit of sports, did the whole takeout. We went and saw it in person just to make sure that we got, if not the full experience, as much as we could possibly get in these COVID times. What was your rating? So uh, I guess to remind everyone, our rating scale is uh, at the top of the scale. We got a we got we got a B. Uh, Below that, we've got we've got an A, which is a little too. You think you're better than us. A little uppity. We got a C, which is a little too B. A little too B. Uh, and then we have grade pending if, if we can't, if we don't think we have enough information to come to a, to come to a conclusion. You know, I should say uh, service was great. Uh, you know, we asked, we, 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 we had a, a nice, a nice conversation uh, uh, with, with, with the woman at the front. You know, she gave us a few recommendations, uh, helped, helped informed us about, about some of the, uh, some of the things that, uh, may have been out of date on the menu, but but no, they were they were they were great. They were they were uh, super friendly. Uh, you know, th- threw in a couple of threw in a couple of sprites to our order. Uh, uh, you know, it was really nice of them. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, I, I would say that on one hand, I don't. You know, it's not my favorite, 
barbecue place on the on the uh, on the Sunset Strip. The Sunset Strip. I was wondering if you were going to get there. I saw it, I saw it click off for you. Yeah. The light bulb went off. It's not, you know, I think there's a couple of places I would pick above it, but the price, you know, the price point is great. You know, we should say like yeah, all these entrees, you know, it's a it's a pretty big container of food and, and they're they're coming out about 10 bucks, 10 bucks per entree around there. Uh, you know, it's it's fairly reasonably priced i think you're gonna feel pretty good about uh, about going there so uh for me lucky a to b yeah so i think for what it is it was Swish. really it was for what it was it was pretty good i mean as far as a very tasty meal i thought it was you know exactly what you kind of thought you were getting into and it fits the profile of a cantonese meal and i think from our discussion here both of us maybe probably skew towards szechuan and a little spicier so, like, it's kind of hard to, you know, rank a Cantonese restaurant and hold it up against, you know, the dishes that I would have maybe liked to have ordered or ordered normally. So, for what it is, I'd give it a nice solid B as well. I think if you want a bit more of, like, a mild kind of uh, less spicy uh, Chinese food, I think there was a good spot. I had no complaints. Uh, you know, if I'm in the mood for that kind of food again, I think I'll probably you know, definitely look towards lucky eight and something tells me that just given everything else that's on the table, especially from a Szechuan perspective, this is probably not the last Chinese food restaurant that we are going to review. So bees all around. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for joining us on another episode of the B team. Uh, please make sure to like, and subscribe on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google play, or wherever you download fine podcasts. You can catch Mark on his other podcast. Your playlist sucks. And please make sure to like and subscribe, I guess, or follow us on Instagram at B Team Podcast. Mark, anything else that you want to plug? Sunset Park. Go down. Downtown. Oh, Jeremy Lynn from downtown. Thanks for joining us, everyone. <laughs>